This is Blue Collar Culture, where you don't need ping pong tables, a cereal bar, or nap pots to attract and retain real A players. Join us where we speak with down-to-earth leaders that understand what it takes to win with a blue collar culture. Now here are your hosts, Jeremy McLiver and Ryan England. It's no secret that I believe that when it comes to recruiting, it is best left in the hands of your marketing team and not your HR team. I'm your co-host, Ryan England, and I am here today with Jeremy McLiver, and we're really excited to talk to today's guest. You see, we've actually got two guests today. This is something we've never done before. We're going to be talking to a marketing expert who shares that same belief when it comes to recruiting. And today, we actually have one of his clients who has been on the receiving end of the results, the incredible results that they've been able to generate. Our first guest is Jason Paisaki. He is a partner and the CEO of Revel, and they are a marketing company. And they do some really great things when it comes to helping companies better recruit talent. And joining us today is Richard Witham. He's with Motion Dynamics Corporation, and he has actually been on the receiving end of some of the work that Jason and his team have done to help them recruit better people. So we're going to have a great conversation today about this idea that marketing can really help transform your recruiting results. Jason, Richard, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Happy to be here too. Excited about today's conversation. So tell me, as we get started here, what is the biggest myth in your mind when it comes to hiring right now? The biggest thing that we see as a, as a marketing agency is that manufacturers and B2B companies don't need a creative campaign to attract employees and and differentiate themselves. A lot of times we find it's just business as usual. And so understanding that there's a a seat at the table for marketing when it comes to their recruitment. So you're saying the biggest myth is that they think that they don't need to market, that they just need to go get people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive into that a little bit more. I love that because we have our book coming out, Hire Better People Faster. And that's actually one of those tenets of it is so often we think that hiring needs to be in the HR function, but you're saying here that you've had great success in the marketing function of it. Know what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's, you know, what we typically find is we have the best success with our clients when it's a collaborative effort, when HR is at the table with leadership and they're talking to their employees. And then there's an opportunity for a marketing partner to get involved, either an in-house team or an outsourced agency. So we get to have both of you on this call today. So we get to have the marketing seat and the client seat on this. So we'll bounce back and forth as we go through this. But why marketing? Why have that as an important part of this? I'll let the marketing guy go with this one. Oh, that's an easy one for me. It's uh, Everyone has a, a unique story and employer brand that is theirs and theirs alone. And I think often people think that they have to attract employees at the expense of other companies out there when the truth is that by telling your story and really speaking to your the why you exist, you're able to attract the right type of employees and get more qualified candidates to the door. So the paradigm's really shifted where the power is in the employees' hands now. So as employers, we need to 
appeal to them on their own terms and highlight why we're an attractive choice for them. So Richard, you brought in Jason, you brought in the marketing seat, made sure that you've actually looked at this from that proactively. Tell us a little bit of your why. Why would employees want to work for you? And then let's let's dig into how does that translate into the marketing realm of it? Yeah, you know, it's an easy question to answer for me and from our perspective is, is we understand our product. It's a technical product, and, and I think that's what makes it unique. You know, we're we're manufacturing, but most people, even locally, that aren't familiar with our company, they don't understand the uniqueness and how important it is the products that we manufacture. I mean, they contribute towards life-saving efforts. And and like I said, that's that's easy for us to understand. We're engineers, we're technical people, but we don't know how to market that. And that's that's where Revel has come in and and it's it's been a really I think unique relationship is is we've kind of grown up together in the same community. We've we've worked together for 10 years. They understand us and and they know how to get that word out different than we would have thought. So help me understand this then. So you're engineer, you ought to be able to get engineer buddies, right? Cuz you mean you're an engineer. We're not the most social people, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that. You're on here. I figured you were at least. <laughs> so, but what my point is, is how is marketing going to attract engineers? It's presenting our product in a different perspective than we would have thought. We've always tried to kind of fly under the radar. We, we were a small company. We didn't, I think our marketing budget was was truthfully like, like zero dollars mm. a really long time. We we didn't do, we definitely didn't do social media campaigns. We we didn't do do billboards or anything like that. We were an under the radar company. Our target market is RD engineers. And over the course of time, mostly through word of mouth, you know, our we've built a reputation in the industry that positions us where we want to be. This is thinking in a totally different way than we've ever had to, to attract people to the team. It's, I don't know, it's, it's obviously, it's a language that I don't speak. Jay, Jason and the team at Revel, they, uh, they understand us, I think, better than we understand ourselves in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think if I could add one thing to that, it's uh, Richard is being very humble. And I think that's one thing that is true of a lot of manufacturing companies that are looking to recruit and retain employees is they're not a small company by any means, you know, there are 150 employees looking to grow and add to their team. And they're just humble guys and gals. And they they don't want to pound their chest and talk about how great they are. So it's our job as their marketing partner to talk to their leadership team and survey their employees and find out what those things are that really make Motion Dynamics a, a unique place for people to work. And, you know, I think we were able to to do that in a very genuine way and share that with the outside world. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, guys. I've got two questions, one for Jason, one for Richard. Jason, I'm going to ask you to go first. I've heard you talk about being able to pull out their messaging because you really know them well. What is, I don't know that you have a biggest thing that you've ever done or, or like got the best results, but what is one thing you can share with our listeners where you're like, you know, we did this for them. And it got some great results and it really helped move the thing forward. So that Jason, that's the question for you. And Richard, I'm going to give you the question so you can start thinking about it right now for you. How did what 
Jason and his team has done. How did that help you with retaining employees? Because that's more than half the battle a lot of times is you hire them, but how do you keep them? And I, and I truly believe that with the right marketing message and really understanding who you are and communicating that, when you attract the right people, you keep the right people. But Richard, I'd love to hear from you on some of the, the real world things that you've seen happen. So Jason, I'll let you go first. Yeah, the, you know, the biggest thing that we did is we got everyone in the same room, as I mentioned before. So we had leadership, we had HR, we had the employees, the operations, and our team in there. And we asked questions and then we listened. And, you know, motion culture sets them apart is when we made that front and center with their employer branding campaign, uh, their company leadership keeps their employees up, updated with weekly team meetings. They have a, a workout facility on site. Not, not many companies have that. So that's a differentiator. They also do fun things like cookouts and catered lunches. I think another differentiator is their modern manufacturing facility. So these are all things that we played up in their campaign through photos and videos and brought out there to their potential employees. And, uh, you know, we ran a an integrated campaign across traditional media. So there were, there were billboards, there were social media ads. We beefed up their careers page, did a, a company video where we had not only the, the company leadership talking about all this, but then we had their employees saying it in their own words. And we also tagged in some internal communication where we were able to highlight a, a great referral program that they have. And I think all those things really help with retention. And, and, and just in the first three months of the campaign, we've had over 50 job applications, 4,500 visits to their careers page. So the message is definitely getting seen and it's it's driving the right type of people to interview. And uh, the last thing I'll, I'll add is Motion Dynamics has an, an unusually high conversion rate when they get someone and they make it to the point where they apply and converting them to employees. And our job as marketers is to take a, uh, a candidate and hand them off to HR, just like marketing does with, with sales. So that type of alignment is critical to success. Love that. Richard, I know we got your question sitting there, but man, Jason, let's set on some stuff that we want to dig into a little bit. There's one thing you said there that I could just hear listeners saying, yeah, that's probably not so real. And you said you got the employees talking about it. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I think one of the things that it's, it's evident with the social media that's been out is employees are going on, they're liking, commenting, and sharing the posts. So that's organic interaction with the campaign as they're seeing it. And I, from an employee's point of view, it shows that, you know, their company is investing in growth and they're proud to see the ads out there. So just the fact that they're interacting with the comments really is proof that it's it's ringing a chord with the employees. I love that because I know that if you can get the employees talking and chatting about it, we've turned the corner. We're off. I mean, I've seen it happen several times. Sometimes I know that when I say something like that, we get the employees engaged and building the brand and attracting the right people. They're like, yeah, right. Uh, I can't get them to hardly show up for work. And so <laughs> when you touched in on that, I was like, whoo, we got to hear a little bit more. 
So you got them posting, you got them commenting, got them engaged in it because they knew that they had a great brand. They had a great company. Mm -hmm. I love it. So Richard, let's turn to your question now. How has this helped with the retention of your employees? Yeah, what I think has really helped the most and, and it is spawned from the homework that Revel did. There, were, there was a period of time during uh, kind of the introductory phase of this where Revel did a lot of surveying of our employees and, and we got to interpret that feedback. And it was it was so beneficial to us because as Jason said earlier in the podcast, we're now a 180-person team here at Motion Dynamics. That's that's quite large. And our number one priority has always been maintaining culture. You know, for many years we were we were a company of less than 50 people. Many of our team members, they're they're comfortable walking up to our president's office and sharing direct feedback on anything, whether it's production related, whether it's you know, it's about their role at the company. That's becomes more difficult to maintain when you get to a size that we are today. And so it prompted us to really start asking questions about vacation policies or compensation or the, or the different benefits that we offer here. We surveyed our team, listened to their feedback, and we've made significant changes that are tailored towards not the group of people, not the group of 50 people that have been here for 10 to 20 to some upwards of 25 years, but really listen to the people that have been here for less than five years or maybe even a year. It's, it's, it really has allowed us to tap into our team like, like never before. And that's been extremely valuable for us. Wow, Richard, that is cool. And maybe I missed it, but did you say you used to be 50 employees and now you're 180 employees? For many years, Ryan, we were less than 50, I'll say up into the early 2000s. But yeah, even, I mean, you, you know, Jason, you mentioned the number 150. We were 150 employees towards the end of the summer of 2021. I mean, we, we I think we have 40 open requisitions that we could, if, if 40 people lined up at our door today that were, that fit well within our team, we could take them on. Wow. Hence so, why we're such good friends with Jason. We, <laughs> I was going to say, that's significant yeah. growth. <laughs> yeah. That's is. amazing. So so Jason's not only doing a good job on the customer side, he's helping you on the recruiting side too. This is great. So, you know, it, it's interesting. It leads me to a, to a question here for you, Richard, thinking about this. I mean, as a company grows, especially at that scale, as fast as you're growing, I imagine there's there's a lot of changes that are happening. How yeah. do you, working with Revel, how do you keep on top of all those changes and making sure that your messaging is right and, and you're getting in front of those right people? I mean, 40 open recs, that's, that's a lot of people you need to hire right now. How do you make sure that you guys are keeping on top of all the changes that are happening both inside your company and in the marketplace? Yeah, is, is with our relationship with Revel, I think they mentioned it earlier, they, they really do. I think they know us in a lot of ways better than we know ourselves. They have account executives, uh, Kayla. I work with her <laughs> weekly, at least. I, I should be working with her more. But I would say that the team that Revel has built allows them to... We have such frequent interaction. They they get it. On the, it, it, is, it is really from a manufacturing perspective, in, in, uh, separate from the marketing. For a long time, we were a research and development company. That's, we had R&D engineers, they would approach us with either an idea, a napkin sketch, something simple, and we would help them bring it to production. 
Well, over the course of you know the 20, 20 plus years that we've been in business, there's a lot of things that have been developed and reached production. And, and here we are now at the point where you know the a customer of ours will note Motion Dynamics Corporation on their drawing. And, and so, you know, sometimes in the medical device industry, you'll have components move from you know supplier to supplier. And so we now are so large because we are responsible for producing these large production level quantities. And, it, and I think that's what really is attributed to our, our rapid growth. Hey, now, Richard, it's great. I heard you in there and really you're giving credit to Revel a lot of the time. So I want Jason to finish this. Just how do you stay on top of all of this, Jason? I mean, it sounds like your team really has dug in and really knows them really well. Imagine as you do with all your clients. But the one thing I'm thinking specifically for you, Jason, is I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, well, yeah, that would be great, but I don't have a Revel on my side. So what are some things they can do to stay on top of this? I heard you say employee surveys and really bringing everybody together. It, you know, Is that something that you do frequently? Is that Give us some tips and some advice on how you stay on top of all this. The number one thing is having a clear understanding of the reason the company exists. So we have an exercise that we go through that was created by Simon Sinek, his start with why process. And that's how we kick off all our client engagements. And the great thing about working with someone like Motion Dynamics, who we've got a decade-long relationship with, is the one that we did years ago was different than the one we did when we launched this employer branding initiative. And, and the companies are always changing and evolving. So engaging in that exercise, and you know, it's, it's great if you have an agency partner to walk through it with, but you can do that yourself. It's a TED Talk. You can go on YouTube and watch it. And Simon Sinek has tons of material out there that you can walk through yourself. But that's the first key because every company's purpose is different. And that's why employees dedicate their careers to fulfilling companies' missions. They want to work with a company with a higher purpose. And in someone like Motion's case, they're making life-saving products. So that's you know, maybe a little higher purpose than your, you know, the average company across the street. But every company has something that's unique. And regardless if it was products like they make, it's their leadership and their people and the fact that they care and they take the time to do those weekly updates to the team to let the company know how it's going. And they invested in a clean, modern manufacturing facility and they do, you know, fun activities. All those things kind of play together in the employer brand. So that that's something that you can do regardless if you work with an outside firm. And then the other is, as you touched on at the beginning, it's just it's just asking questions. And surveys are a great way to do that, to get feedback either from customers or from employees. I mean, we're a little biased, but we always feel like you get a better answer if a third party asks the questions. But those two things, finding your why and you know, doing some kind of regular research are two great ways that companies can remain relevant and invest in their own growth. Oh, yeah, that, that's great. And I like the way you broke that down just into those two things. So you survey the employees, get them involved. Like it's, I think it's one of the best resources employers have is their existing team and they forget to tap them for that. And then get really clear on why you do what you do. I love the TED Talk and and Simon Sinek stuff. So I want to take it down another level here, Jason. I'm going to start with you on this. You know, 
if you were to get enough applications for Richard and his team to fill 40 recs, I imagine there's a, or maybe at one time there was a little bit of fear, like, are they even going to call these people? Are they going to follow through? Like I'm putting all these applications in front of them. And, and I see a lot of employers, they struggle with the process side of it. And, and I'm real big on the process. So what are some things that you've been able to do between the two companies to really make sure that when you're generating these results for them, that the team over there is really dialing in the process, really connecting and engaging with the people? What kind of coaching or, or thoughts do you have on that, Jason? You know, it's a lot like, you know, marketing and sales alignment, making sure there's a service level agreement that there's going to be a handoff. If you're thinking about sales and marketing, when a lead comes in, what does sales do it? It's no different with HR and, you know, Motion has an experienced, you know, HR professional heading up the effort. So our job was easy. It was just, you know, bring the leads in, make sure they're logged on the, on the website and then communicate regularly and do regular check-ins as as Richard said earlier. And I think it's having constant communication and accountability is not me telling you to do something. It's it's me asking you if you did something and you giving an account of that. So when you have good accountability partners, the process works really seamlessly. And it's it's got to be a team effort because you know we can do everything in our power, but if there's not a a really great transition from when an application fills out a form or calls a phone number or responds to an ad, you know, the process would would fall apart. So Richard, what have you seen on your side, being the team that receives that, being on the other side of those service level agreements, what are some things that that you've implemented or been, been successful at over at Motion Dynamics? Firstly, we were overwhelmed with how successful this campaign has been right off the bat. The amount of applications that we see coming in through our website, bar none, exceeds anything that we've been able to generate on our own before. Like Jason, we we have an HR professional who's, she's been responsible, whether it be on Indeed or relationships with local, you know, technical schools. And, you know, there's, there's several different relationships that she, she works with, but it's, the process with Revel has forced us to look at ourselves from a different perspective. I've, I've said this before, and it's we've gotten different people involved. We'll do like a pre-screening now, a, a general interview, and then we'll do a second interview, maybe with an operations member or an engineering member or or even a, a production level member. We'll we've started to involve other members of our team in the interview process. And it's, it's, it's been really interesting to see, I guess, how much more detailed the, these interviews get. We, I think we place people better into areas because we have their potential peers uh, kind of, you know, working with them to understand what they like to do. You know, where before, you know, our, we have an HR professional, but that not necessarily doesn't have a manufacturing background. So it has restructured our process for interviewing a candidate and the, and the people that we uh, involve in the interview process. So what I'm hearing from you on that, Richard, is, and I've actually seen this happen quite a few times, where we restructure the front end, how we communicate to the world, the opportunity, it restructures the way we interview then. Absolutely. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And so once we have this interview, what I'd love to go through is, you were in the interview, the interviews that in between marketing to the world is kind of that, 
this, we're in the sales pipeline if we're going to use that marketing sales thing, right? And we're headed towards getting them to end the door. I'd love to hear some of the findings, if we could go a little bit deeper into that, maybe some of the benefits or what you found was, you know, as we looked at five-year employees versus the long-term, what were some of the attractive benefits at this point in, in the world? We'll just say it that way. I think establishing a connection. Once we meet somebody, get a better idea of, of who they are, where their interests lie, what their experience has been, and, and we have an idea of, of a role that they may be a good fit for. When we bring in the existing team, their peers that they could be working with, it establishes it establishes a connection. And that has, you know, that connection, especially with some of the, you know, I guess younger employees, has really allowed us to kind of communicate our culture, demonstrate our culture. You know, Jason mentioned that it is it is so important to us that we try to maintain that as best as we can as we grow. And so, you know, there has definitely been instances where we have not done a good job of that. And we have we have put somebody in an area that it just isn't not a good fit for them and, and what they want to do. You know, for example, we make these, you know, small micro parts with with wire that is smaller than the diameter of your hair. And we pack these into gel packs and then we do it under a microscope and it's it's very precise. It's it, it can be tedious, but you can't put a high energy you know, person into a role like that. You just, it's, it's almost torture for them and it just doesn't work. And so this process of, of kind of working with our existing team out on the floor has, has allowed us to tailor candidates into a more well-suited position. I love that. Jason, is there any reflections you have from any of the survey work that you did that was like any ahas, anything that was like, hmm, that's a way we could pitch the benefits, maybe outside the culture. I know we've touched base on that one, or maybe it is in the old culture. You say, no, Jeremy, it was all right there. The biggest thing with them is looking at it as, as more than a job. And with manufacturing, many times it's viewed as a career that, you know, maybe less than ideal when in fact, the reality is, you know, we've had a generation of everyone saying, go to college, get a four-year degree, where in reality, you can make an amazing living working for a great company doing manufacturing work. And it's not all your dad's manufacturing, you know, dirty, grimy on a shop floor. There is some of that. And for the right type of person, that's, that is rewarding work. But it's really telling the story of that this isn't just a job, it's a career. So we really tied that into, you know, kind of change that paradigm rather than just you know, an hourly rate, which we see a lot of times hiring billboards and campaigns, which is if anyone's listening who's running a recruitment campaign, do not put your hourly rate on your billboards because there will always be somebody who has one better. And it's not the reason that anybody puts, you know, I shouldn't say anybody, very few people put on the top of their list when they go to work at a company. So with a campaign that we did for Richard, it was really about folks putting their careers in motion and showing all the things they could do while at the job, but also as a result of having this, this really rewarding career where there was opportunity for advancement, you know, good salary, great benefits, and other, other perks that you, you know, you don't always see. So everything we did was, was centered around the word career. 
Uh, that's awesome. You know what, guys? I've really enjoyed the conversation today. I think that clearly you two have an amazing partnership for being able to do this. Definitely takes a team effort here. And thank you for some of the insight. Jason, I know that you have an offer for our listeners, for anybody that's interested in learning more about how Revel may be able to help them get similar results. Can you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, sure. You know, we want you to think about your employer brand. And one of the central points of any employer brand is a careers page. So what I'd like to offer to anyone that's listening is a free careers page audit. So if you just email me at, at jason at rebel.in with a link to your careers page, along with at least two competitors, and then what your hiring goals are. Like if you're looking to add a certain number of employees, we'll take a look at your page and give you some suggestions to improve it so you're presenting yourself in the best light possible. All right. Well, hey, Jason, Richard, thank you so much for being on the show today. I've really enjoyed it, learned a lot of great things. And I just, I really do love the partnership that you two have on making this work. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, hey, maybe I don't have what I need to make this happen on my own. Maybe I do need to find an agency partner just know that you know Revel's out there, and I'm sure there are other agency partners out there too that can help with this. Recruiting is the number one issue that employers are facing right now. So make sure that when you are looking at your recruiting process, just remember that it's not an HR function. It really, really is something that your marketing team, if they're not handling it exclusively, they are extremely close partnership with HR to make sure that you are attracting the right people. Jason, you said that many times. I love that, attracting the right people to apply for your jobs. So, hey guys, thanks again. Really enjoyed it today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks so much for being on. The Blue Collar Culture Podcast is sponsored by bluecollarculture.com. We help entrepreneurs create a healthy culture and build a self-managing business. To learn more, go to bluecollarculture.com.